0: All right, thank you so much for listening to today's Wrestling Retold and Relived with Richie Mars. A little bit of an impromptu episode this week after what occurred yesterday at Wrestlemania. This week was supposed to be a deconstruction of the career of Christian Cage with collaborator DFD Don't Follow David. You might know him from a couple episodes ago, but I feel like this subject needed to be tackled first and strike while the iron's hot. It's Cody Rhodes being defeated in the main event of WrestleMania 39. We're going to get into that right now. But remember, you could always listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So take care as we transition over to me. Welcome back to Wrestling Retold and Relived with Richie Mars. I, of course, am your gracious host, Richie Mars. So what do you guys want to talk about? Oof, that, that, that still stings. As many of you know, WrestleMania 39 was over the weekend with two fantastic nights of WrestleMania. One of the best WrestleManias, in my opinion, in quite some time. And it was going to culminate. With Cody Rhodes winning the world championship from Roman Reigns in the main event, he was going to finish the story, but he didn't. That didn't happen. Roman Reigns is still your WWE undisputed universal champion, and I have some feelings on it. After the initial shock and awe kind of left my body, I felt very similar to when Brock Lesnar defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30. I felt similar when Thanos snapped half the Avengers out of existence. It was one of those painful, demoralizing moments. And in some cases... I felt some anger, I felt some upset emotions, but at the same time I'm feeling intrigued of where this story can go. Now the story being told on television is the bloodline fracturing at the seams. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn took the titles from The Usos, the longest reigning tag team champions of the world. And everything was set up for those dominoes to fall. But that last domino is still standing. Roman Reigns is still on his reign of dominance, probably will pass a thousand days. If WWE is still trying to cultivate that top good guy, babyface role. And Cody Rhodes has filled that top role very seamlessly since he's come back. His merch sales has gone up, one of the highest in the company. Attendance has shot up when he's announced for cities. I don't think anybody expected the crowd to take to Cody as they have. It looked like an easy layup to give Cody that top spot, to cement him as a top guy, a John Cena-level player in WWE. The match with Roman was incredible. It is the definition of a Wrestlemania match. It was incredible until the overbooking of the finish. They threw everything but the kitchen sink at Cody Rhodes. Solo Sokoa got ejected to the back. The Usos hit the 1D. Cody kicked out of the spear. Cody was going for his trifecta of crossroads but solo Sokoa comes back out thanks to a Paul Heyman distraction hits the spike on Cody leading to Romans that the spear and retaining and that finish left the crowd one of two emotions one very deflated and their guy just lost and another of immense anger I actually saw a TikTok video of someone actually punching their seat trying to rip the (laughs) the seat cushion out of a stadium I, I wouldn't go that far. I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't rip my seat out. But like I said before, it, it seemed like such an easy layup, for lack of a better term, to cement Cody right now. And I can't criticize this story yet. I can definitely criticize the chapter, but I can't criticize the entirety of the story because it's still ongoing. My concern for Cody Rhodes and this whole story is how do you keep the momentum of Cody Rhodes? How do you build a guy who lost the biggest match of his career up to this point? It's almost kind of like Rocky. Rocky won. I know CM Punk hasn't watched any of the Rockies, but I'm going to divulge on what uh, Rocky is. No, Rocky's the underdog, fighter, just brought in to replace a challenger, so Apollo... Creed can have someone to beat, but Rocky takes him to the distance, but he still loses in the end. Rocky 2, that's the movie that Rocky wins. So we might have seen Cody Rhodes as Rocky, but now's the story to Rocky 2. Hypothetically, if Cody Rhodes were to win the championship at WrestleMania, you would have a bunch of fresh new matchups with Cody as champion. You could Have him face off against Gunther. You could have him face off against Randy Orton. Kind of play off Cody's history in WWE up to this point. The only rivalry we saw with Cody Rhodes when he returned to WWE was with Seth Rollins and with Roman Reigns. There's still a plethora amount of people Cody has yet to work with. And maybe this decision was made just so Cody can gain and garner more familiarity. With the audience of WWE. Cody Rhodes returned last year at WrestleMania. Then almost immediately. He was sidelined in June. Then he came back this year in January. So you got April, May, June. January, February, March. So you got a little over six months, seven months. Of Cody Rhodes in WWE. If Cody Rhodes were to win, you're going to have a decent chunk of people saying it was too soon. You're going to have a decent chunk of people saying that, oh, Cody Rhodes is just going to waltz in and then get, get the top spot of WWE. And that would have created a John Cena Roman Reigns-like reaction eventually. Not to say that still can't happen, but it would have happened sooner rather than later. Now's the time to see where this story goes. WWE is often criticized for their lack of unpredictability. And it looked like this story was going to be straightforward. Cody Rhodes, the conquering hero, returns from a possible career-ending injury, going through these training montages. He's going to finish the story, the story of the championship his family never held, the WWE championship pegged as the guy who will finally topple Roman Reigns and then he doesn't I'm gonna come back to Cody in a bit but let's shift over to Roman Reigns and his title reign now a lot of people are kind of sick of Roman Reigns at this point when you're champion for three years it tends to wane on the audience and they get a little restless and it's quite the contrast to the relatively shorter title reigns we're used to. For the most part, these title reigns usually last a couple months at best. It's really rare in the WWE landscape that a championship run lasts multiple years. And when you have the same guy as this dominant champion, and with this day and age, and with wrestling fans especially, it's a what have you done for me lately kind of entertainment. And some people get bored fairly quickly if a story is playing out to this length. And as much as Roman has been cultivated as this megastar and the story of the bloodline being fractured, still being told, I just fear that a lot of people aren't going to keep investing in that story there have been times where where wwe would tell multi-year storylines and it really depends on the steps and stages you tell those stories the last long-term storyline i remember being this long was the rock and john cena and i remember towards the final act of that story leading into wrestlemania 29 people were getting antsy they were getting kind of sick of the whole build because they knew what was going to happen the difference with this story is that nobody knows for sure what's gonna happen and in many respects that's a great feeling to have the biggest challenge that wwe now faces creatively is how roman reigns's challengers are going to be believable enough To challenge Roman, not only for the championships, but be a viable contender to take those championships off of him. And to make it interesting. A big hurdle to overcome in these rematches, if they decide to have these rematches of past Roman Reigns opponents, is how are you going to make them excited, if not more excited, for the rematch? Drew McIntyre had a shot at Clash at the Castle. Sami Zayn had a shot in front of his hometown at Elimination Chamber. Cody Rhodes had his shot at WrestleMania. How is it going to be more engaging? It all has to come down to the story. And who is that individual that's going to be right for this story? Having a world champion that rarely appears and has both world titles in his possession does limit the amount of stars that can be created from it and with Roman Reigns being the only megastar WWE has at this moment, I'm afraid it might turn into the Roman Reigns and Friends show the more this goes on. I do believe Cody Rhodes' story doesn't end here. As I'm recording this, Monday Night Raw hasn't happened yet. Cody Rhodes says, finish the story. He needs to finish the story. Well, the story's not finished. The chapter is. But the story still continues. And whether he earns another championship opportunity, whether he gets involved with other competitors on his way back to Roman Reigns to try to build up Cody's stock once again. (laughs) As, As I sit here coping about it, I do believe Cody Rhodes is going to be champion one day. It's all a matter of when they think the time's right, but as of now, the Roman Reigns, like The Thanos-like cloud of Roman Reigns is still haunting WWE. For better or worse, whatever opinion you have. It's not bleak for the company. WWE just got sold to Endeavor for $9.3 billion. That's billion with a B. So they're doing fine. The only question is, creatively, will they be able to keep the interest of the WWE fans? But on the flip side, Cody Rhodes proved a lot of things yesterday in the main event of WrestleMania 39. One, he can hang with Roman Reigns. He can portray himself and make people care about him, even if they're not necessarily Cody fans. He got the crowd on his side. If you notice when both of them came out, both of them kind of got mixed reactions because both of them are... Probably the two most popular people currently in WWE. You could throw Seth Rollins in there as well. And as the match went on, those scales kind of tipped in the favor of Cody. All of a sudden, it's 70-30 Cody. Then it's 80-20 Cody. Then it's 90-10 Cody. All of a sudden, Cody is the full-fledged babyface of this match. People coming into this match didn't see Cody as that top-level performer people who just watched WWE last saw him as Stardust and scratching their heads saying, oh, wow, Stardust is maining betting night two of WrestleMania? And those who watched Cody and AEW, picture, oh, he just left AEW the company he helped found just so he could get a pay raise from WWE. So if Cody were to win right away the championship, it would have just kind of created this unbalance I guess within the fan base and I know people are invested in this storyline because somebody texted me I'm not going to name who but they were watching the show and they don't watch wrestling and they got very invested in this story and after it was over they were emotionally invested in it they're doing something right in this story I don't feel great about it I feel like the ending to that match really sucked the air out of the crowd and the audience at home. But if they are continuing on this story path of rebuilding Cody Rhodes, I can look back at it and say this was a wonderful piece of storytelling, even if it was an overbooked, chaotic scene. I can dislike the chapter of the story. But I can't criticize the book that hasn't been finished yet. It feels incomplete, and that's the best way I can describe this feeling of this story of Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. It's incomplete. There's still a lot more meat left on the bone from a storytelling perspective. The question is, how long are they going to drag out this story? Will it be the summer? Will it be... Next year at WrestleMania, are we going to be patient enough to wait for the payoff of this story? I don't know. And to keep the audience engaged, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge to tell that next story with Roman still champion. After yesterday's WrestleMania main event, they definitely got my attention. That's what you want. They definitely have me tuning into Raw tonight. So, we're going to see where the story pairs off with Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. When Triple H took over WWE Creative, a lot of us exhaled a sigh of relief. We saw what he did with NXT, we saw how he made wrestling kind of the focus and how the storylines were sometimes more engaging than the ones on the main roster. But here's an interesting thing that I've noticed about Triple H. Triple H is very old school when it comes to his champions. If you look at Asuka, if you look at Finn Balor, if you look at Adam Cole, all these heelish champions hold the title for a long period of time. And once you're clamoring for this next guy, he's going to be the guy to take down the champion and then they don't, and then they're kind of shuffled back to the bottom. And once in Triple H's NXT, when a good guy would finally beat that champion, their title reigns were pretty quick. Sami Zayn, Johnny Gargano, Keith Lee, all of their title reigns, I'd be surprised if they reached the two-month mark. So I'm not surprised that Triple H is keeping on this Roman championship run. Roman's going to hit a thousand days as champion. It's almost a foregone conclusion at this point. But the hesitation that fans have with this story playing out as it is, I don't blame them for being hesitant. You have... Triple H as creative who did wonders for the NXT brand but now Vince McMahon is still in control of the company well not in control he's now the executive chairman of the company after the buyout and he can still see over creative and he can on a flip of a switch he can say okay I'm back in charge of creative at this point the only reason why I don't see Vince taking over the creative operations of WWE at this time is the success that WWE has had with their stadium shows and with the payoff of these storylines, like the Sami Zayn storyline that's been going on for a better part of a year at least. So I do have faith in that regard that Triple H can lead this story and it not being interrupted by a Vince McMahon decision. But again, Time will tell. I do trust the process that Triple H has going. I do think, if I'm looking at the black and gold era of NXT where Triple H was controlling that brand, there were some stories that ran on a little bit long. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa come to mind. And my only fear is is they might extend this a lot more, not strike when the iron's hot. The iron was hot yesterday, but will the temperature still be that hot for Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns from a year from now, six months from now? Again, it all depends on what they build with with this story. Me personally, I hope it's sometime soon. There's only so many guys you could put in creative limbo That aren't getting an opportunity at the world championship. And that could be detrimental to the rest of the roster. And hopefully they handle Roman's booking correctly. Hopefully they handle the rest of the roster's booking correctly. And hopefully they decide the right guy to take those titles off that Roman. And become their next face of the company, ideally. We just ended Avengers Infinity War right now. The WWE version. And Avengers Endgame is still to come to wrap the whole story up. Hopefully, it's a better movie than Endgame. That's my hot take for this podcast. Endgame wasn't the best finale, but it was a good finale. Hopefully, whatever finale this story comes to helps build the future of WWE and is beneficial To the entire roster as a whole. Because that's what this should be about. Roman's reign is about elevating stars of WWE. He did that with Sami Zayn. And now potentially he's done that with Cody Rhodes. So how many more stars can be elevated from Roman. And have the booking and the creative behind them. Time will tell. I know they're not done with Cody Rhodes yet, just based on the fact they're selling the uncrowned, unfinished story t-shirts. The finish the story t-shirts they were selling all WrestleMania weekend and what they have on WWEShop.com. And you don't make that without following through on that story idea. Again, maybe it's me coping again, but... My advice to anybody who's affected by this story, hurt by this story, didn't like the result of this story, be patient. And I know that's a lot to say to you, because Roman's reign has been here for three years. It's almost reaching a thousand days. And I can understand the exhaustion you might have of the bloodline. Of the iron grip the bloodline has had over WWE television over the past three years. But I can guarantee you there are stories in WWE right now. That can hold your interest over just a little bit. It can help a little bit. Until the day finally comes that Roman Reigns is dethroned as champion. I'm excited to see what Rhea Ripley does with the SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm excited to see what Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens do with the Tag Team Championship. I do think some of current WWE's title reigns have gone a little bit long. Gunther, Bianca Belair, they're still putting out quality matches. And I can't really complain on that front. I would like Bianca Belair's stories to be a little bit stronger. I do think she needs to show some uh, someone who could be her kryptonite, if you will, and have her evolve more as a character. I would like to see that. I would like to see her put more in situations where she can develop. I like Gunther as this final boss-like monster. Maybe he can face Roman Reigns. I don't know. There are so many different directions I can see WWE going at this point. And I'm just enjoying the ride and the process that so many people are getting opportunities in this era of WWE. I would like to see more people on my television screen get more prominent roles. Dolph Ziggler comes to mind. But again, everything is a process. And sometimes you trust the process. If you don't, I don't fault you on it. Because WWE has expanded uh, their... Fans with some massive trust issues <laughs> over some decisions, but you know what? I'm still entertained by it. I'll still be watching, and that's all I could really say. I will say, there becomes a problem when you built these challengers to Roman Reigns. For a long time, it's like they're waiting their turn. Like Drew McIntyre for the longest time was kind of twiddling his thumbs until Clash of the Castle came. And I don't want to see that for anybody else who's going to get a rematch against Roman or who's facing Roman for the first time. We still have Bobby Lashley. We still have AJ Styles. But the well is getting dried up for fresh new opponents for Roman Reigns. So I can see this year kind of being a struggle creatively to keep Roman in that position. And on the Cody Rhodes side, he has a plethora of opponents he hasn't faced in WWE yet, so both of them still have fresh matchups to have with this current roster, and who knows if WWE is gonna bring, like, a draft to split the Raw and SmackDown brands again, and even that will freshen things up, a new atmosphere will freshen up for these stars. It just is a matter of can they retain the interest of the WWE audience? Now, as the main event of WrestleMania 39 stands, it's either going to be the biggest blunder in WWE history in quite some time, or it can be chapter one and possibly one of the greatest stories that WWE has ever told. What WrestleMania did prove to us is that Roman Reigns is on a legendary run. Cody Rhodes can hang in the main event of WrestleMania and showed that he belongs in that spot. And that's exactly what he set out to prove when he left WWE prior. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm just kind of enjoying the ride as it is. I'm enjoying it as much as I can. I've been very adamant that Cody should have been the one to take down Roman, but... I'm going to let the story play out a little bit longer before I give my final judgment on WWE and their treatment of this Roman Reigns title reign and the, their treatment of Cody. All right. This was wrestling retold and relived with Richie Mars. You could always follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mars. You could follow me on TikTok where I do some wrestling content under the one Richie Mars. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great day. TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Bye-bye.